you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Welcome to 2021, our first episode here on the Scumbar Podcast, episode 7999. Holy. Where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books, Luke Skywalker, and everything in between. No anthos. I am your father. No. <laughs> what is he saying? <laughs> I think he goes, no, no, okay, yeah. no. And then no. he falls. Okay, right. He sounds like, he sounds like Darth Sidious for a little while. Okay. Yeah. But gotcha. if, it, if it's any consolation, I didn't sound anything like Darth Vader, so... <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Anyways, Anthos, welcome to 2021. How you doing? Thanks. I'm doing. Still doing. You are still Always doing. doing. What's your uh, New Year's resolution? Uh, it would be... Okay, I don't know how if we've defined it, but it's a mixture of eat out less slash cook in more slash bring food home from other sources less so it's, it's i love been, this resolution by the way this is great it's, it was it's prompted because a lot of the time well my wife says it's mostly my fault which i guess it is in a way that uh i would because I, I go to visit my parents place um as often as i can because they they need help with a lot of stuff around the house so mm. i kind of have to be there you know even with the pandemic stuff going on but i so uh usually we if i cook for them i'll cook like a big batch of food so that they have enough for like a like a couple days or something or we order a bunch of food for the same reasons that we eat that night and then they've got some takeout for the next couple days but the thing is like there's always way too much food and i bring the food home and then there's way too much food for even us to finish yeah so and and even her family will drop off food for us to like help us out so you guys must share a lot of tupperware we oh actually well we do in a way with our with my no actually no we're pretty good we're just like kind of recycling and bring it back so we will share we'll share like the same two or three containers from each house yeah Yeah. i can see that but it's doable i can definitely see that yeah what's your resolution or resolutions Uh, uh, it's really funny it's it seems so small how funny oh so funny so funny Um, so okay (laughs) but it makes i'm already laughing it's a really small thing but it makes a huge difference which is kind of bizarre but anyways we have this thing my fiance and i recently where <laughs> when i say recently i mean like all of 2020 where we <laughs> fell asleep on the couch it's recent yeah and yeah. We, fell, we fell asleep on the couch and would wake up at like two in the morning and then have to drag ourselves to bed and it sucks i don't know about you <laughs> but i hate i hate waking up being why so did you just tired. stay in the couch because it's like, like bad for your back it's bad for your neck you, you know you have a beautiful bed you should be sleeping in anyways yeah um, okay it's yeah. just not very good and since we got the dog it made it even worse and we were all getting all comfy on the big comfy couch and falling asleep mm. um yeah. but i don't know about you but i hate the feeling of waking up on the couch at two in the morning and knowing i have to go brush my teeth then go to bed because Ooh, yeah. it's like i'm so tired i just want to go to the bed and fall asleep but i can't i now have to go brush my teeth and go to bed and it's just so annoying <laughs> Anyways, here's the new thing. The new thing we've done, very simple rule, we have to be in bed by 10.30. That's ah. it. That's literally all it is. And that one thing has changed so much. Really? Because it's a mentality. As soon as you're lying in bed at 
you most likely are going to fall asleep within the hour. So by oh, okay, 1130, yeah. you're already asleep. And the fact that you're getting better sleeps mean you're waking up earlier or you're waking up feeling more rested. And when you're waking mm. up feeling more rested, you start to do the things that you actually want to be doing. <laughs> yeah, you have a better day. <laughs> exactly. I actually find yeah. myself working out more. I find myself eating less. I find myself being less stressed. I find myself thinking better. It's just, it's all around better for your lifestyle to get better sleep. And that's obvious. But to yeah. force yourself to say we have to be in bed by 10.30. That small thing has changed our lives, and I love it. Very so. nice, very nice. So do you have, okay, you would normally be falling asleep on the couch watching TV, was it? Yes. So do you have a TV, like, in your room? We do. F- ah. Yeah, I mentioned this ah. to you uh, earlier last yeah, time, but uh, right. so we, we mounted a TV in our bedroom yeah. now. Yeah, and it's got a why. swivel on it, so it's a gigantic TV that swivels nice. out. Oh, it's great. Yeah. But I mean, exactly. so even last night, I like really wanted to finish watching Beauty and the Beast, the live action remake one, mm-hmm. and I was watching it, and I really wanted to finish it, but we had to go to bed. So we go to bed, right? My fiance falls asleep while I'm watching it, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I thought she wanted to watch it with me, but she likes to fall asleep while I'm watching stuff. So fine, fair enough. Mm-hmm. She falls asleep, and then I finished watching the movie, and I was like, well, I guess it's time to go to bed. So I just went to bed right away, and it was like 11. And because of that, I got a great sleep, and I still watched Beauty and the Beast, and like, life just goes on. It was great. <laughs> That's great. You know what? Based off that, I have a feeling we would have really good sleepovers because I also like to fall asleep while the TV is on. Ah, I see. Yeah. So th- yeah, that could that there could be us. Yeah, yeah. I have to watch the content, finish it, then turn it off and go to bed. But yeah, that's fair. I mean, sometimes I'd be willing to do it just depending on what exactly it is. If it's like for fir- it's my first time watching it, I would probably have to sit the whole thing through. Right. But if I've seen it, well, have you already seen? Is that your first time watching Beauty and the Beast? No, no, no. I was just going oh, through okay. it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into the podcast here. Um, we're going to go into a section we like to call Ye Old New ZZs. Ye Old. Oh, okay. New Year, <laughs> New Us. Ah, that's what it is. Gotcha. Okay. Ye I'm Old New ZZs. I'm, I'm hip to that. Uh, I'm going to start this off here. I wrote a few things here for stuff to talk about. And keep in mind, I actually wrote this last week. I'll apologize first to the audience here. Um, we were going to do this last week, and we actually started getting ready for the podcast. And then there mm. was power outages where I live. Yes. And... We probably could have pressed forward and done the podcast, and then we really we would have had to restart a few times, but we probably could have finished it. But on the off chance, just to be safe, I said, let's not worry about it. Let's just do it the next week. So I made the judgment call, and that's why we're a week late. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, so everybody blame Matt Brush. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or, so anyways, or blame, blame uh, who, who's the providers down there? BC Hydro for... For yeah, not keeping no. the power up, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's all there. Well, it was a storm. It's not really there. For, it's fine. I'm not really complaining. Um, all right. So my news is actually a little bit old, but a week old, but it's still applicable today. So there you go, whatever. Um, the news I got, uh, first one I have is about Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, the uh, movie officially is coming out as a bust uh, because of the box office um, and the budget. So the budget was $200 million, and I don't know how much the number has changed, but the box office, when I last looked at it, was $85.4 million. So it did not ooh. make it didn't make enough oh. to really be a success Ouch. didn't really make enough at all unfortunately and if you did any kind of brief glimpse over youtube you'd see that most people not just reviewers in general are just not enjoying this movie yeah um, did you watch it i have not seen it have you seen it i have seen it oh no i've seen the <laughs> reviews that seem to be fairly spoiler heavy and i feel like i know the whole plot now uh and it's like coming from a person who actually really liked the first wonder woman movie i really yeah. wanted this movie to be good and what i've seen from what these people are talking about the movie it doesn't sound like the kind of movie i actually want to see so hmm. i was one of the people who didn't really like the first wonder woman movie as much as it seemed like a lot of the other people in my circles did 
And the second one, I like even less. Oof. It's still... Oof. Like, there, there are parts <laughs> of it that are still enjoyable for me, but, I mean, without going into details too much, it just... Something about it just seemed very... Or there, a lot of times, it just seems very off. Like, things really weren't thought through. Right. Yeah. That's so, unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, the uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the score from critics is sixty-two percent. The audience score currently is seventy-two percent, which is actually quite high for it. So, um, let's check out my old buddy IMDb because that's yeah. who I trust. Okay. Won't, so won't it is possible mind. that there are people out there who are really enjoying it, but from what I've Ooh. seen, general consensus is that it's not very good compared to the first movie. And I thought the first movie was good. So on IMDb, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four got five point five. 5.5 out, out of 10 which is like it's i'd say that's about where i'm fe- actually i'm feeling a little bit more like a six but yeah, uh, yeah. and then i gave bad. the first wonder woman 7.4 which is I mean, uh, that's it that's definitely i would say that's accurate like wonder woman when i say i like the first one i definitely don't think it's like the best movie in the world i think it's got lots of issues just like how captain america the first one and i think they're very comparable has a lot of issues but there's a yeah. lot of great scenes in captain america to make captain america a good movie there's also a lot of scenes that are great in wonder woman to make it a great movie so I yeah. I would say that just as much as Wonder Woman is a seven point one, so is Captain America, and they're both really good movies that I enjoy. Who's the bad guy? Is it Ares? Yeah, it's uh, Lupin In... from Harry Potter. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh oh yeah 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 right right okay gotcha. Um, Professor Lupin, what do you have for news? Oh, so much. Oh gosh. Okay, let's go. For <laughs> I, I kind of had to like I had to weed out a lot of stuff because like. Oh, yeah, no. I, I had maybe a month's worth of news that oh, just built God. up. Right, like, I'm going to say this, and then I, w- I would take it, and I'd be like, okay, I'll say it next episode. And then we wouldn't do that, we wouldn't record it, and I'm like, okay, I'll, we'll do it next week. And oh, no. so, yeah, I, I weeded some out, but um, well, right. I guess a couple of them will be, in a way, timely for what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but there's oh, yeah. one about uh, Jeremy Bullock. Who was... Wait, where... Am I reading the right one? Jeremy Bullock, Jeremy Bullock. Yes, that's right. Um, so the original Star Wars... Star Wars... Star Wars... The Star, Star Wars, Wars Boba Fett character oh, died no. at the age of 75. Wow. So we first had Darth Vader guy David Prowse die, and now yeah. we have... Uh, what's his face? Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Die. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, so there's a, uh, yeah, so uh, unfortunate times, but I mean, you know, it's natural course of life where it's it's gonna happen. It's just, uh, you know, it's it's sad that we have to that we're witnessing it, and we 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 have these um, characters and people that like we we know of to an extent because of all the movies that really we enjoy to watch, or uh, or just you know whatever's going on media, but. Um, yeah, so he was 75. I, I don't really know. Uh, I didn't look into the whole cause of, of his death, but um, yeah, I think he seems like he was uh, a longtime actor, actually, by the looks of it. Um, but I really only knew him from uh, being Boba Fett. But yeah, anyway, that's one news. One uh, news. One, <laughs> one news. You're My... listening to one news. <laughs> Uh, I have actually how many how many news do you have? Um, I guess three more, but they're okay. smaller. They're on the smaller scale. 
Okay, cool. One one of yours is mine, so why don't you go with yours? And Cyberpunk see it... has issues, <laughs> and <laughs> that's, that's uh, gamers were getting their games returned back to them. Uh, so this was like the headlines all over the place. Cyberpunk was failing; people weren't enjoying it. Blah 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 blah. Um, all I gotta say is I feel bad for the developers. I feel yeah. like a lot of the decisions behind Cyberpunk were not necessarily their fault. That being said, I don't know who made all the decisions. I don't know if CD Projekt Red is like fully to blame for their release schedules and all that stuff, or if they were being pushed by the next generation consoles to release their game quickly. I have no idea. All I know is it's got to suck for a developer knowing your game has an incredible amount of bugs in it, it's not very playable, and you keep trying to delay your game so that it eventually releases correctly, and mm-hmm. you're being told that it needs to release now. So I'm sure the day they released it, you had many developers throwing their hands up in the air going like, this is not going to end well for us. And now, then they have to go through all the backlash of YouTubers being like, Cyberpunk's the worst game in the world, I can't believe they released this, blah, 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 and like all that kind of stuff. And it's like, they don't really deserve that. Somebody deserves it for sure. There Mm -hmm. was somebody who made some horrible decisions there that should not have made those decisions, but the developers shouldn't feel that bad for what happened. Um, But anyways, this is just one of those things is that, yeah, there was actually returns. I've never seen that before. There was returns for people who had bought the game because it technically didn't run for them. Yeah, from Sony directly too. It's not just a retailer thing. Yeah. Uh, as a whole but yeah sony was actually issuing refunds i think mainly for physical copies i don't know if it was a digital copy thing as well but I'm not i sure. mean there to an extent there must be and i know that the issue was uh like one of the biggest issue it wasn't just like random glitches here and there so it was obviously an unfinished game um but unfinished to the point where like y- you would normally have a game that's unfinished and at least like the the patches that would come out soon after it yeah. wouldn't fix like a whole lot of things it would just be like a few maybe visual things in most cases and then the rest would be kind of like behind the scenes stuff just like kind of performance quality stuff um but for this one it was a lot of actually visual things like you'd have um you'd have random genitalia showing up in uh through <laughs> through clothes um you would have bodies intersecting when they right. really shouldn't be all the time um, people just exiting their car and then t-posing and then flopping down <laughs> to the ground like. yeah totally random things yeah. right so but uh, but the big issue um, I think the most consistent issue was um, the performance quality or the uh, the graphics quality being run on 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 older consoles. So basically, PS4s and PS4 Pros mm. were not able to run it at uh, at even like an average quality. Right. You would need a PC with some good specs or a PS5. So for those who had a PS5 already or running it on PC, they wouldn't have any problems. But the problem is, well, a, they had, a lot of the, they had problems. They just didn't have the same problems. As the oh, that's right. They yeah. didn't have the same problems. They just didn't have the same problems to the extent of what PC PS4 yeah. owners had, or maybe, maybe even was it released on Xbox? Yeah, it was on Xbox. Probably, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there were some issues on Xbox 360 as opposed to like if you had the Xbox <laughs> One or or something. I don't know. Xbox One and then Xbox One Series X. <laughs> Oh, see, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I'm not an Xbox player. But. I know, and that's the most confusing naming convention as well, too. But um, <laughs> to, to be clear, nobody has a version of this game that runs well. Every single version, not, including, yeah, n- including not PC, high-end PCs, because the issue is not that the game is unfinished. The issue is that the game was unoptimized. So at the end of a game's uh, life cycle, okay. it's yeah. not like it's got levels 1 to 7 and it's missing 8. It's the fact that 1 to 8 is all there, but there's supposed to be this, like, nice, however long the, de- the developers need to be able to optimize their game, get rid of all the bugs and glitches, and test everything so that they yeah, know it's okay. going to work on all these consoles. That yeah. is the part of this whole thing that got completely scrapped, it seems. Because, mm. I mean, this has been a little bit of a trend in the gaming industry for a while now, where gamers themselves are now testing the games, and then these day one patches or, like, week one patches or month one patches are actually fixing these issues. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately gamers become the the test gamers for all this kind of stuff even though they paid for the product which is in some way illegal i'm sure 
Um, but anyways, <laughs> with uh, Cyberpunk here, it's more obvious that just the testing phase did not happen. There's no yeah. way some company tested Cyberpunk on PlayStation 4 and said, good enough to pass. That never <laughs> happened. It, it yeah. could not ever have happened, because if it did, that company would be completely fired by now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyways, yeah. It, it's it's a horrible situation. I hate that it happened. I want the game to do well for people, even though I have zero interest in Cyberpunk. I never did, but it sucks for those developers. I like CG, CD Projekt Red. I think Witcher is a great game. They obviously can do well, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I, I all the best for them. I know within a year, this will have turned around on them. People will start saying, hey, Cyberpunk, it's playable now. It's a good game now. Like, it'll happen, but it'll be near the end of 2021, I'm sure, by the time the patches actually kick in and people are finally playing the game they were meant to have played. Yeah, hopefully at least by then. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, most of the reviewers are saying. They say, "I wish I could go ahead in time and play this game later after the patches are in, and I didn't already play it here on day one." So. Mm, yeah. Uh, what else? Okay, so I I guess in terms of uh, gaming stuff, um, so there's a couple. Oh, I think I only got one, but there's uh, there's a company that's making custom black PS5s. So it's the consoles and the controllers, and it's they're basically made to kind of look like, um, like, I guess like PS4 kind of shades. Looks pretty nice, um, and people are finding interesting ways to mod their. Well, I say mod oh, I with air quotes. Yeah. Uh, mod their PS5, so you can open up um, like the shell, and it apparently it, it won't avoid uh, the warranty. But um, you open up like the white portion of the shell, and you'll stick. You can stick like a colored post-it note just behind the uh, the cutout of the PS logo. Yeah. And so then when you close the back up, it looks like you have like your own color-coded like PS logo. Based oh, on whatever, that's, like, that's pretty cool. It. Uh, so yeah, people are just like finding fun ways to just like mod it, like free aesthetics, I guess. Oh, and, nice. Uh, I like it. And you can also look up this caviar gold-plated Sony PlayStation Five, oh. um, which looks incredibly odd. Uh, it just looks like a really odd like, oh, piece of. I like, hate it. You know, like when you Thanks, get I hate it. Really, <laughs> really oddly wrapped chocolate. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it looks like, like if you bit yeah. into it, it would have a chocolate center. Yeah, so I mean, if it were chocolate, I'd get it, but I don't know. It's just it's Ugh, a bit much. It's stupid. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, back to you. Um, did you hear about the KFC console? <laughs> I did. Yes. That was bizarre. I honestly thought it was a joke. I was watching a donkey video, which yeah, he's commonly joking about what he's doing, right? So I thought yeah. for sure it was a joke. At the very end, I was like. You know, my fiance was like, oh, that'd be stupid if they ever made that. And then at the very end, for some reason, I think there was another YouTube video that talked about it. And I was like, no, this can't be real. <laughs> so then I watched another video and I was like, no. And after watching that video, I, was, I really couldn't believe it. I had to search it up and realize this is a real thing. It's, it's a real thing. more like a custom PC than an actual console. Yeah. It seems to be a custom PC that plays certain games. Um, but KFC is going to market the heck out of this thing to really make it look like a console. And you know it's going to be in competition with other companies that are going to come in. I don't necessarily know if like McDonald's and Wendy's and all that crap will actually come in, but I do know that some other company is going to compete with them on this. I don't know who, but it could be a, let's say a Walmart or, or like a Amazon or something is going to come in and make a very similar custom PC build just like this. But to anybody who doesn't know about the KFC console, it looks hilarious. Um, It's presented almost as a joke, but as a serious joke in a weird way. Um, and they have a warming tray in it that you can warm your food in mm-hmm. with the console. Now they don't specifically actually recommend, your fried chicken. Yeah. They don't recommend fried chicken in the warming tray, although you. Oh, you I thought can, they did. No, they don't. They actually say that you should not put warm chicken in there because it's close to the uh, the insides of the console, oh. and uh, that like since it's grease, you're greasy, that there could be a chance that the grease gets in there, even though it is in its own contained little area. Um, 
it's essentially like opening up the side of your computer, having like a contained little box in there, and then putting food in there because it keeps it warm. <laughs> That's yeah. really all it is. Okay. Um, but <laughs> you know, like this is such smart marketing because anybody who buys the KFC console is going to put KFC chicken in their warming tray, take a photo of it, and send it yeah. onto like Twitter and all that stuff. And it's going to all just, like, yeah, Instagram yeah, all over the place. It's yeah. so Instagram worthy that like it doesn't even matter if the console runs well, it's going to sell. So, <laughs> so I was trying to look up whether. Uh... Whether or not they showed like if KF console like if the KFC stands for anything different from like um oh Kentucky yeah Kentucky Fried, Fried console would be great eh? <laughs> I mean maybe it is but anyway so I was randomly just scrolling through just trying to find it and then um, this article says in February KFC and Crocs announced a limited edition shoe covered in a fried chicken print oh my god is that a like is KFC really into just like making like a bunch of yeah. really random stuff because I think they are. They must have a lot of money. I don't know. Uh, the the company so. behind the KFC gaming thing is Cooler Master. For anybody who's interested, that is a PC company. So uh, it actually has some really intense specs in it. It's got an Intel... Well, I shouldn't say really intense, but it, uh, it's an Intel i9. I think it's supposed to be good enough, right? Yeah, like, it, to it's, actually it's a, run. It's a 10th gen Intel i9, which is like pretty good for your process. So it's pretty dang good. You can't really do yeah. much better. Um, I don't know what the graphics card is. It's an NVIDIA card, though. Uh, it's uh, an NVIDIA card that can do ray tracing in 4K, so it's going to be one of your top of the line NVIDIA cards. So if this thing ray runs, tracing, he's got ray tracing. <laughs> uh, if this thing can run Minecraft, it can do shaders. So if that means anything to anybody, then wow, cool, cool, shaders, <laughs> ray tracing, like all these the, words, the actual like NVIDIA shaders. So search up NVIDIA Minecraft shaders, and you know what I'm talking about, man. That all stuff right. is where it's at. Anyways, that's my KFC news. You got your news. <laughs> KFC news. Um, KFC news. Let's see. This one is... Uh, also, KFC listens to this podcast. Please sponsor us. I would love it. I would love to buy KFC. I would love the console. Yeah, me too. Seriously, I would use Send it. Send it to us. We'll review it. I have Instagram. I have Twitter. Yeah. Let's get this going. Th- KFC. I have things. Let's get I can, people on the phone. I have Snapchat. I can download TikTok. Yeah. I can be young again. I can talk Tik. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, so, Mandalorian 3... Oh, sorry, the Mandalorian season three <laughs> apparently is delayed because Dave Filoni is confirmed to be writing Ahsoka. Oh no, Mandalorian season three is delayed because they're going to write even more stuff I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh no, like I couldn't care less. Like this is amazing. I'm already in like a state of ecstasy with Star Wars, so I'm, <laughs> I'm just so happy. So yeah, take I'm, I'm all quite the time you need, it. Dave Filoni. You do whatever you need to do. <laughs> yeah, of all, of all people too, like Dave Filoni, like he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. I, I, I did mention this before. Um, I can't remember how it was posed, but he did say that he doesn't like to do fan service. Like, he he pretty much knows what it is that people want, right? He's not going to oh, yeah. do fan service for the sake of fan service, but... No, he finds he a way will... to do it respectfully. It's exactly. Crazy. Like, yeah. it has to it has to actually make sense with the story and the message that he's trying to send, right? Like, he, yeah. he worked a lot with George Lucas, and so I think he has a lot of influences on how... On the point of the stories, right? It's not just like, oh, this is cool, this is cool, this is great, but it's like what is the point of this why yeah. is this happening right so yeah. i think i think he's got a really good head on his shoulders he's doing a really good job with everything that he's done so far that i can right. think of so yeah i agree with you if if mandalorian season three has to be delayed because he's writing ahsoka something that he i mean ahsoka is really like a big creation that he put together and and there's like there's such a big fan following for that so mm-hmm. That that's a big step, I'd say. It, like I, I'll, I'll go as far as to say I think Ahsoka is going to do better than Mandalorian. So I think it's more important that he puts as much time as he can into the Ahsoka story. I think Mandalorian's going to be the Iron Man thing that started it all off, but Ahsoka is really going to carry the whole Star Wars thing. I think after a while. 
I think that's that's a guess, but I think it's possible. Yeah, but the fan base already excited about Ahsoka. Think about Mando before we even knew about Mandalorian. People didn't know who he was, right? And now we Mm -hmm. like Mandalorian, but we're going into Ahsoka already liking the character. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Uh, not to mention the fact that we're most likely going to see Anakin Skywalker coming back in the Ahsoka series. We're going to see more of possibly some of the other characters that we will talk about in a little bit here. (laughs) Yep. So yeah. Anyways, um, that's really cool. Good for Dave Filoni, um, and also good for John Favreau. Just saying, good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to go into one of these news. It's not necessarily super uh, big in all atmospheres, but it's been big on YouTube for my circles that I run in. But there's a character. There's a character. There's a YouTuber on YouTube. <laughs> Fancy that. Who's really famous? Oh, great. His name is. His name is Dream, and he's popular for doing Minecraft videos. Uh, he's quite popular. He's like uh, like over a million subs now. Is his like his account name is just Dream? Yeah, just Dream. Like like D R E A M. Yep. Wow, how early must he dream. have gotten that? Dream, 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 dream. Because, <laughs> uh, like, having having such a simple word like that or, like, a name like I don't that. Know. Wow. He it's must very be possible the first that people. there's something more to it that I don't know, but as far as I'm aware, it's just dream on YouTube. It says dream. Oh, you know what? His account name is actually Dream Traps, but on YouTube now, oh. you, you can modify your name, so you can kind of change oh, your name to I anything. See. So his actual username is different, but... Oh, okay. Because the yeah. reason why I was making such a big deal was because, uh, like, I know somebody who had the name Coach on uh, on League of Legends. And I think he wanted to give up his account, so he was able to sell it for something. And because, like, Coach is such... It's just one of those names that a lot of people apparently really want to have. And it's such a simple name. Yeah, and of it's course. Like, it's just a word in English. You could sell that for a lot of it. And, yeah, I think, he, I think that was the thing. Like, he probably could have sold it for, like, a lot of money. Yeah. So it's just... Yeah. Anyways, anyway. uh, Dream on YouTube was po- popular in Minecraft and also now was getting popular for doing Minecraft speedruns. So this whole thing came up where he... Does he call them Dream Runs? Oh yeah, he should call them Dream Runs. Uh, <laughs> he was making speedruns in a certain category of Minecraft speedrunning. I don't know the full story here, but just the basic headline is the fact that he was getting really good luck in his Minecraft speedruns and the one he does requires an insane amount of luck and uh, he was actually getting good luck on a lot of his runs. Mm. So... I don't want to misspeak, but it was something along the lines of he had done like six runs in a row and all of them he happened to get this good luck to be able to continue on in his speed run and try for the world record. Um, well, now, he didn't make the world record. I think he made sixth place. And I also okay. could be wrong on that. He might have been like not even in top 10, but he was in like the <laughs> leaderboards for like top 25 or something. So okay. he was working his way up is the point. And yeah. he was starting to get really good luck. Then what happened is all of his runs got uh, scrutinized by the community and they started looking into them. Well, what's crazy is... Uh, some people watching his videos started to notice that the luck he was getting was too good. And they started Mm -hmm. to break it down mathematically, and it wasn't possible, based on what they were doing, to get the results he was getting. So so they're accusing him of cheating in his speedruns, and the way he would have been cheating is by using some kind of program in the background of Minecraft to be able to change the the numbers of luck on the things that are happening. For example, he would throw an item down, and a a character in Minecraft would pick up the item and throw back an item that he needed. And uh, the luck chance of getting that item was extremely hard to get. Uh-huh. But anybody watching him on Twitch was watching his runs, and he would yeah. consist. Well, I shouldn't say consistently, but he was getting better luck than the average person. And based okay. on just that luck, mathematicians, yeah. I'm using quote marks here, mathematicians yeah. were able to use that to determine that he was cheating. Which is very interesting, because it's not necessarily proof, but it's like, you would have to be insanely lucky. Like We're talking like trillion, trillion, trillions in one to be mm. able to actually get that kind of luck. Okay. So either you are the luckiest person alive, uh, luckier than any lottery. Like, yeah, I think it was the equivalent of winning the lottery 11 times in your lifetime or something like that. It was mm. like to be able to get the lucky got, or you cheated kind of thing. 
So okay. his runs are now uh, disqualified, and he is saying he didn't cheat. So it's became this huge thing in the speedrunning community of how do you determine if somebody's cheated or not cheated, and should you take runs away from people, and why would you cheat if it's just a game, it's just a speedrun, but now speedrunning has monetary value to it. It's become mm. this whole ethical mm-hmm. question, but it's really crazy because he is such a popular YouTuber, and he's also really entertaining to watch that you would be like, how could this guy be a cheater? He doesn't seem like a cheater, but yeah, everybody knows that people have two sides to them, right? So it's kind of interesting. So it's uh, there's a really good guy. I've mentioned before, Carl Jobst. Um, he is uh, on YouTube and uh, he goes through a lot of speedrunning things. He's got a great video that breaks this down. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Go go see that video. I'll recommend it. And I'll probably link it in the description of this. Uh, he's just a great person to watch if you're interested in speedrunning at all. But this is more like an ethical question. And it gets really interesting. So, so hmm. if anybody's interested in that, go check it out. It's huge. So I guess, <laughs> I guess why... <laughs> I mean, like, normally with the speedruns that... Are, or a lot of the ones that we've talked about, they're usually with a live audience. So I, I assume that with this one, he was doing it from home or something? Like yeah. alone? Is that why? Yeah, no, a speedrunning is actually typically done on Twitch. And it's done from your own home, regardless of COVID. It's normally just done like that. Mm. Uh, but the stuff I've been showing you recently has been more event-based. Um, yeah. Like the European Speedrunners Assembly and all that. Uh, yeah. They do a lot of event-based stuff. But there's still a whole... Like most speedrunners that are professional speedrunners, they just are at home comfortable and, and doing their speedruns from there. And mm-hmm. it almost seems like today there's almost this new attitude of if you're a professional speedrunner, you will live stream it on Twitch because mm-hmm. that would be more validation on your speedrun if people mm-hmm. are watching you live. Yeah. So and, and that is what Dream does. He would he would uh, Twitch his speedruns as he does them. So. Ah, okay. Yeah. Anyways, uh, go check out the video. I, I'm missing a lot of information about why uh, they think he cheated. So um, I can't memorize all the facts that came through it. So it's just more interesting in the video, but it's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so Kevin Feige apparently Fige. confirmed Kevin Fige. Kevin Kevin Fage <laughs> Kevin Kevin the Phase Fage uh, <laughs> apparently confirmed that Deadpool three is going to be part of MCU and I can't remember if we've talked about this before. I think but we have. We we may have, but just in case, it seems like there it's it more. Is again. It's more concrete this time. <laughs> hey, interesting. And I, I I think it might be just a. Uh, kind of like in in like passing sentence or like just the way that it was brought up so it yeah. wasn't like oh we have an announcement you know he's in he's in mcu kind of thing but i think yeah. he re- referenced deadpool 3 as or he referenced um that while we're working as deadpool as an mcu character or, or the way that deadpool is going to be portrayed in the mcu or something like blah 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 so it was kind of like confirming that it really is happening i'm officially calling it now um, Deadpool 3 is going to have the introduction to the MCU as a shtick. It's going to be the side plot to the movie, not the actual main course of the movie, much like <laughs> the X-Men have been in his movies. And it will not be as good as you're hoping for. It's going to be some character to make it it's... kind of funny because there'll be a character put in a situation you're not expecting them to be put yeah. into. But it won't be as funny as you're hoping for, and it won't be the main part of the whole plot. That's my guess. That's my hot take on Deadpool 3. Okay, that's I, I went into the future, I came back, and that's what happened. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. I don't need to talk about it anymore then. Exactly. We got it. We know it. Great. <laughs> I'm done my news. What else you got? Uh, so the other ones I got are a little bit more on the less fun side. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're just things that have happened recently. One is... Um, Fire them uh, off then. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the first one is uh, the whole thing about WhatsApp and their privacy, uh, their privacy policy that they're, oh, yeah. uh, that they're implementing, I think, February 8th. Um, so there's kind of like a little bit of a back and forth on what exactly it means because WhatsApp is, it's currently owned by Facebook and I think has been since 2014, I believe. Mm-hmm. So 
Facebook uh, is a company who a lot of people know to be um, uh, kind of known for uh, for I don't know is it selling or just like using like being yeah. able to yeah. being able to see everybody's like personal ad data for anybody who has an account on Facebook or yeah. uses their stuff on their phone and whatever and so um, that data is used in a lot of different ways that uh, I think you know people wouldn't like had they kind of known in the first place because I think in the beginning. 2014 um facebook said okay well when we take over whatsapp we're not going to be um uh viewing we're not going to be seeing seeing whatever kind of data here and then by 2016 i think they actually kind of changed a policy and it wasn't like anything where it was like a like you want to opt in or out it was just like it just was a change right um anyway I, i don't know the exact info on that but look into it anyway so now whatsapp um their policy is being stated on February eighth that you have to you have to opt in or opt if you don't opt in then you have you I don't know like have your account deleted or something like that. I think this comes as a change because of the way I think because of Apple and the way that they have determined that they need their um uh their their privacy guidelines to be kind of stated. So you know when you go to the App Store, um. Is that what it's called on Apple? Yeah, when you go to the App Store for for Apple, they'll usually state like, oh, this one will require whatever. It's like such and such info. So they've kind of updated the way that they're going to portray their apps. And WhatsApp now, I guess, to be be compliant with that, they are stating, okay, by this time, this is what's going to happen. So people are kind of... There's one side that's saying, okay, WhatsApp is going to be just like stealing all of your info now. They're just going to give it all to Facebook because that's, you know, Facebook is the parent company. So that means like none of your info is safe. Uh, but then uh, I think there was some clarification recently that said that um, the data that is, quote, quote, unquote, um, being seen uh, is mainly for those who are doing kind of commercial or business transactions. So it's not supposed to be anything to do with your personal use. If you're just ta- like talking to your family or friends in just like regular chats and whatever or video calls, like that stuff is not supposed to be seen. But then people are still saying, well, if that's the case, how come you can still track like, uh, why do I still get these ads when I, I've only just talked about it and never searched on it? So, right. so there's a lot of back and forth about that. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Uh, and I, I wish there could be kind of just like one clear cut. Okay, this is what's happening. But, it, like, you know, you go on the internet, you want to find out what's happening, and you just get a lot of opinions. You don't really get a yeah. lot of fact. Yeah. So that's it's a little bit difficult right now. I'm In the meantime, I'm trying out Signal. It's an app that... I heard about uh, Signal, yeah. So it's a completely op- open source app. Which means that you know everything that they have, uh, they're um, pretty much like all their development stuff, like their code in a way, like it's uh, other privacy policies, like all that they have to them. It's a nonprofit organization. It's available for you to see. Uh, I was reading somebody was saying that that means if they were to change something in their privacy in their policy, stating that they can like use this data, see this data, it would be noticed. People could see it, and then it's it's available for public to see like instantly. So. Um, yeah, I'm trying it out. Seems okay so far, no problems. But in the meantime, I mean, we got a little bit under a month to figure out for those <laughs> who who really care about their privacy to figure out whether they're going to keep WhatsApp or not. And right. it's, uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things that we're inevitably going to face and actually have been facing for a long time because that's what happens when you sign and you make accounts online. Like, where is it going to go? It has to be stored somewhere. Yeah. Right. So that data always gets stored somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. That that's just yeah. the thing that we we live with. 
So it's funny you mention it too because we yeah. actually recently got uh, we recently made our own account for Parlor for Scumbar Podcast, which Parlor being an alternative to Twitter, and then mm-hmm. now Parlor is another one of these apps that is being disbanded from the App Store as well as the Google Play Store. So it's in an odd situation mm-hmm. where we have an account on this platform that now is an exclusive platform that people can't make new accounts for <laughs> because they can't download the uh, app. Now they can go online and they can create it on their their computer if they want to, of course, but just not on their mobile phone. So mm-hmm. I checked out the app today and realized that we were not able to post anything. Yeah, there was an error. There was an HTTP error request when I tried to post something. And I was like, oh, uh, interesting. So it seems like Parler is being taken out too, which is just kind of annoying because I do like the Signal kind of style of things where it's open source. And Parler mm-hmm. seemed to be more open source than something like Twitter. So I was excited for it. And now all my excitement's like dashed away. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, now that we're on the topic of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, that, I mean, that's pretty much uh, what I've got for my news. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say that's a, that's a, that's a good amount, and I think we've uh, we've definitely warmed that up. Is a lot, yeah. Let's warm up and th- let's get into our topic <laughs> of the day. Which, uh, yeah. if you clicked on this, you were probably wondering when the heck we were going to get to it. But it is the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have now officially seen all of the Mandalorian um, season yes. two. So Ooh. it's been a little while, actually. We finished this back in December. We were going to make our episode, and it just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. So here it is. I'm sorry we're a little late, but let's give everybody our hot takes on Mandalorian season two. Um, mm-hmm. Last time we watched, we had only seen up to chapter four. Uh, I'm sorry, chapter twelve, episode four, the siege. Yeah, this is where mm-hmm. they went off uh, with their bumbling sidekick guy, and it ended with them going to that that drilling facility, and they got a little message, uh, yeah. the message from the the main bad guy, which I'm blanking on his name right now. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, thank you. And it ended yeah. up with him, and it seemed as if he was going to be using uh, Grogu, or as we now know, Grogu, uh, yeah. using his blood for his some DNA kind of. Blood thing i don't know something to exchange the force and use the force in other people <clears throat> if possible he said something he referenced the m count and i think the m was supposed to be referencing uh midichlorians yeah uh, oh that's interesting yeah. if they could bring back midichlorians without it being bad that'd be kind of sweet i feel like I, I assume that that's the intent of it anyway like I think you're probably right that would make sense um well we'll go with that so it's funny at that time my biggest complaint was where is ahsoka and i was starting to worry that we're never <laughs> going to see her and the very next episode revealed her of course i was i think yeah. i even predicted it in the episode i was like i bet you it's going to be the very next one and it was yeah yeah uh, so it's great so, halfway through the whole season we got what we were waiting for this whole time <laughs> yeah i think did i message you i think i must have messaged you that same day like did you watch it yet because I, I, I i was really really excited and i was really happy uh we 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 didn't talk about it at all, I think. We we kind of just, like, between the two of us, we would maybe just say a couple things here and there yeah. just to talk about our excitement, but yeah. not talk about the details of, what, like, why. This but, is, um, this is yeah. not, not even the first time seeing Ahsoka on screen. This is the first time I'm seeing, like, a Jedi in Mandalorian. So, or a Jedi-like oh, yeah. figure, I guess I should say. So, yeah. even just seeing a lightsaber just, like, turn on and then a battle starting to happen, I was so yeah. excited. Like, I was <laughs> like, this is amazing. It reminded me of the first time I saw... Uh, the Force Awakens, where I was okay. like, "Oh, we're back into Star Wars again." That's what yeah. that episode really felt like to me when we saw Ahsoka. It was very cool. Mm, yeah. Um, so I, I know that you haven't watched um, Clone Wars and Rebels all the way through, like I have. I've seen so Clone I... Wars, but not Rebels. Yeah. Oh, have you watched Clone Wars all the way? Yeah. Yeah. Everything from. Clone oh, that's Wars right. Yeah, because yeah, we we also talked about doing um, the uh, the final season. The final. Um, yes. So, uh, and then we also get some notions of Ahsoka and Rebels. And, uh, and so from, from what I'm getting and, um, like, I, I'm really happy with the way that Rosario Dawson 
portrayed Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. I thought she did an amazing job. Uh, like, right down to just kind of her her natural just, like, presence. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like that's something that you don't quite get. I mean, we can compare characters like Anakin in Clone Wars to what we get in the movies, and it's vastly different. And we can we can chalk, to, chalk it up to whatever it is, but what we're seeing is that Anakin in the TV show, in the Clone Wars, is uh, the one who is leading a bunch of... Um, leading a bunch of troopers into different kinds of missions, training a Padawan, completely different situation. Whereas in, in the, um, uh, in episode, was it five, no wait, episode two and three, um, he, he's the apprentice. He's the Padawan in, in to an extent, right? He's right. under Obi-Wan Kenobi. And so, um, yeah, we see him in a different light, but the way we see Ahsoka brought up in Clone Wars is pretty much exactly the way that we, uh, the, I, I envision her to end up becoming by the time we see her in the Mandalorian, mm -hmm. and so um, yeah, just to be able to see a character like from a uh, from a from a TV show be done so well live action, I was yeah. I was very happy. I have to I can't, I don't I can't know, say more. I don't know if we've ever seen this happen in film and TV the way like this. I'm sure we have, but I can't think of a very good example of something like Ahsoka going from that 3D animation into live action like this. Mm. But I've never seen it so seamless. Like, I, I was yeah. able... There was probably a little bit at the beginning where I was like, it doesn't seem like Ahsoka, it doesn't seem like Ahsoka, but it's just like my brain <laughs> is my brain doing it. And yeah. then it just clicks at some point, and it's like straight up like one-to-one. -one. It's like what I was watching of Ahsoka before, this is Ahsoka now. Like, it just, yeah. it just kicks in <laughs> at some point. Really? And I think a lot of what Rosario Dawson is doing in the small mannerisms is what gets me. I don't know what it is. I honestly can't even point to a, an action or a, a facial expression or anything, but I just, there's little moments where somebody else is talking and I'm watching her and she does something. And I'm like, it's Ahsoka. Like, it just, like, it's weird. It just clicks <laughs> right. in, you know? It's yeah. it's very yeah. well done uh, from her point of view. I would like to see almost some of that innocence of Ahsoka, mm -hmm. but I know that kind of Ahsoka is gone now. So it's, I, yeah. I, like, I don't know how they could even realistically do it, but to have her even just laugh and just like, have some like fun emotions like Ahsoka did back in the past, or like some cocky kind of emotions like she did mm -hmm. back in the show. Um, I'm sure we'll see this in her own show, but it's just uh, based on what we saw here, I was so happy. So I'm really hoping her own show is more of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I um, yeah, I don't know if we would oh, uh, like. I guess how soon we would get any sense of that old Soka, old 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 Soka, old, old Soka. I like that because old Soka. <laughs> old Soka. When she becomes uh, Yoda's age, she's going to become old Soka. <laughs> so when, um, you know, because of what happened with uh, the fall of uh, the Jedi's, that it, during that time she became so jaded. Right. And so when we, you know, when we eventually see her in the end of Clone Wars, that um, she, that's what she feels like. She doesn't feel like she's a part of anything anymore, and she's kind of just like wanderer sort of thing, right? right. So um, I, I think it makes sense what the way that we see her in the Mandalorian that she. She still has those moments of like she, she still respects what the Jedi have taught her, but she's also kind of she's just her own spirit now. She's just becoming. She's still trying to see you know figure out what her purpose is. I think. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, anyway, t for the rest of the episode, um, I think it was really cool that we got to see kind of like a, a yet another new weapon come out for the mandalorian in the form of that beskar spear yeah you know and the same material that is made of his armor but now he's got a weapon to use out of yeah. it and uh and it's different from what we would at least from what i would expect because he's usually more of like a like a gun wielder but now he's got an actual kind of like um lightsaber like weapon 
Yeah, in a way. Something that can that can compete with it, right? Yes. Because lightsaber can't cut through Beskar. Which we learned in this episode, and the way we learned it was really interesting. There was an instant fight scene between Mando and uh, Ahsoka, and she goes to hit him with her lightsaber, and like for a split second, your brain is like, what's going to happen? You yeah. know, and he instantly blocks it with one of his... Uh, uh, gauntlets or um, yeah, whatever pad guards Sh- or something. Shin guard, Shin, shin guard for his arms. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's a gauntlet. It's the affinity gauntlet, right? So um, that's this one. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, he uses that and he deflects it, and you instantly know in that moment the Beskar can deflect the lightsaber, and you go, mm-hmm. oh, and it like it just clicks for you at that point. That's why Beskar is so rare and rich and everything. It's actually it's like it's like Captain America's shield, but yeah. like he has it as full on armor. Like it's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways. So when he deflects it, it's funny because then it comes back later in the episode when Ahsoka then has to assassinate that one woman and she fights her and she's using the staff and Ahsoka's mm-hmm. using her lightsabers, right? And you instantly go like, oh, wow. So it pays off totally to the point where when Ahsoka gives him the staff and he just accepts it, you realize mm-hmm. he now pretty much, like you said, has like that Jedi-like weapon that can compete against a Jedi. Or yeah. a Sith, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So at this point, we're, we're getting uh, more of a sense of how much he has to or what he's going to need and what is that going to help him with later on because right you know why else would he have all these things that can stand up to that stuff if not for the fact that he's going to have to face it sometime later on right so um yeah so i i was really happy with this one did they i'm looking at this thing that says there's a mention of oh there was a, a mention of uh grand admiral thrawn yeah at the end she was looking right. for grand admiral thrawn yeah yeah so he's right. definitely gonna come i i'm sure in her show he's gonna come and make a appearance there and we'll see him in live yeah. action i think uh wait isn't thrawn i think thrawn's getting his own show i think we might have talked about this oh. and, uh, there might be a thrawn show coming up for disney plus like a disney original weird okay i didn't know that we must have um, mentioned it in passing or something like that but i didn't know we we may have or or maybe it was just like a like a fan made thing, but I'm pretty sure we talked about it briefly. Um, yeah, if anything, I think that that is a place where we would see him. And uh, yeah, what else is there? Um, so just kind of to oh, go ahead. I was gonna say we learn um, Baby Yoda's name is Grogu, as yeah, I Grogu, mentioned earlier. Yeah. So that was big news at the time. Everyone's calling it Baby Yoda now. We call it Grogu. Um, mm-hmm. We learn more about the connection between Mando and Grogu, which is actually more what this whole season has been about, was how close mm-hmm. they have got. And yeah. I like this episode, how it plays off the whole fact that he's able to get Grogu to feel comfortable using the Force. Yeah. And uh, I love how they handle the Force, especially in this episode, but just in general. The Force here is very reminiscent to Luke Skywalker and Yoda back in the day. And it just, small movements are a big deal with the Force. You know, being able mm-hmm. to adjust small things becomes a much bigger thing in the long run. Um it's, it's just very exciting. I love that. Uh, he, well, uh, Grogu passes or takes the ball from his hand, and just that small movement is so exciting, yeah. and he's even like amazed by it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just really cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, we uh, She then tells him he has to go take uh, Grogu off to a Jedi. So th- we get mm-hmm. that interesting next episode where they go off to go and to an ancient temple of some sort that I'm not sure if that comes up at all in Clone Wars or in Rebels or anything, but it's like an ancient temple where he goes and takes Grogu to then... Uh, make some kind of prayer and uh, call out for a Jedi to come and see him. Yeah, I can't remember if it is mentioned. Uh, I don't kind of... I don't really remember. I feel like it, it may have at some point, at least probably in passing. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm just trying to recall. So this is the episode, yeah. So he brings him there, and then we... Oh, he meets up back with um, Cara Dune and uh, Carl Weathers. What's his character's name? 
Can't remember. Um, I can't remember his name either right now. Yeah, I'm blanking on it. But yeah, Cara Dune has now become part of the Rebel Alliance, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and also, like a Bill Burr guard. makes a small cameo appearance on a prison screen of people, which is kind of funny. You just see Bill Burr. Oh, I, all right. I see is Bill Burr's face, so I'm just like, oh, it's Bill Burr. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we also, when they go to this ancient temple place to make the prayer for Grogu, and Grogu's making the prayer, we also get the reappearance of Boba Fett which was uh, yes. pretty interesting. Um, he looks a little fat in his armor, I'll say. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, that's a great fit. Yeah, that's fine, though. He yeah. he plays it off pretty casually and nonchalant. I think he's pretty funny. Um, I like watching him in these scenes. I like him getting his suit back slowly and eventually becoming Boba Fett again. Even by mm-hmm. the end of the episode, getting into the... Is it the Slave? Is it his ship the Slave 1? Is that what it's called? I think it's called oh, Slave One. This is ship. I just know that because of uh, Star Wars Battlefront, you get to use his. Yeah, that's it. Slave One. Okay. So you get to see him going back into his old ship again. You see him like yeah. making some cool maneuvers, trying to shoot out the dark shock troopers that come down. Um, mm-hmm. That was actually a very exciting episode. I really, I really did enjoy it. It's very bright and it looks really good. I bought a new TV at that time, and it really got to show off the new oh, TV. Nice. Uh, and Grogu got captured by those dark stormtroopers, which were a very interesting iteration of dark stormtrooper, where they were like computers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see them obviously later on in the, in the season two, but I know Dark Stormtroopers as from an old Star Wars video game that was a remake of Age of Empires, but it was Star Wars. It was called Galactic Battlegrounds. And in that one, the Dark Stormtroopers were like humans, but they were like Dark Stormtroopers. They looked really interesting. But now there's like this new iteration of Dark Stormtrooper, or Dark Troopers, I think they're called, that is like a robot. Dark Trooper, Dark Trooper Phase One. Kind of looks like a Lego character. Judging by this, uh... <laughs> yeah, do you see that? Oh, there it is. Oh my yeah. gosh, they actually look lighter than I remember. Yeah, they do look like a Lego character. Holy smokes, this game just brings it right back. Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. Anybody want to blast from the past? It's a, it's pretty much an Age of Empires 2 reskin, but it was an official release. It's really good. It was a fun game. Galactic Battlegrounds. Yeah, I can't believe I remember cool. the name of that. Wow. <laughs> ah, um... Anyways, doesn't matter. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so yeah, we, we got an introduction to seeing um, yeah those uh, those robotic versions. Yeah. And uh, and they looked pretty. I mean, we didn't get to see a lot of them, but we got to see enough to see that they're yeah quite menacing. Yeah. Um, and uh, it looked like it would be kind of difficult to deal with. For sure. Um, what else happens? And then oh, the Razor Crest gets destroyed. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. He loses his ship. Loses his ship. Um, what next? But to join up with uh, with Fennec and Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of cool. It's it's a it's a cool kind of team. Yeah. Team up. Yeah. The next um, next episode where we are introduced to Bill Burr's character yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a pretty interesting episode. I gotta say, I enjoy Bill Burr in the show. I think he's actually really good. Surprisingly, yeah. he kind of just like pops off the screen and his he lines. he fits in the universe. Really. Yeah. I did, totally I wouldn't have expected that, and I honestly wasn't really excited to see him back. I was like, oh great, here we go. But no, he yeah. actually did a really good job, and. That episode was really fun. I think I liked that whole episode until later in the episode when he removes his helmet. Uh, I don't feel like you're gonna say yeah. that. How do you feel about yeah. it? Um, I think I don't know. Okay, at the time I was like, "Oh, he's doing it again." Like, mm-hmm. I feel like because this is the second time he's doing it that I can recall. The first time was uh, for IG88, right? Yeah. In in season one, then the second time is just... yeah. Um, and then this time around, like. So the first time, sure, like, nobody, like, humans didn't see him take off his helmet. Um, this second one, so he takes it off. I'm not sure if... Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, because he ended up having his helmet off and he was talking to the others. So, yeah, at the moment I was like, okay, well, I feel like this whole point of him trying to keep it on, 
like what's the point anymore yeah. because two is one too many yeah and um i was trying to chalk it off to okay well when he met with bo katan and uh he he learned that mandalorians like the true well like their mandalorians they they take their helmets off like the creed of him not taking it off is based on some kind of like variation of um it's like religions their, their different offshoots exactly it's a different thing that he grew up with um so i'm just trying to i'm trying to get in my mind like okay maybe he's he's got some sort of like small influence from them now he now he knows what the but he didn't seem convinced you know in that no scene, he, he didn't, didn't exactly at all. Yeah. yeah not at all so i i do have some like some issues with it um i think he even said that he has issues with it as well like the actor for it um oh what's his name man delorean uh yes that's his name <laughs> Why do I forget his name? I don't remember. The the, the the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, ah, Pedro Pascal. Pedro oh, Pascal. Okay, Pedro Pascal. So I thought I read that he also doesn't like the idea that he's taking his helmet off too That's much. That's funny, because I thought I read that he wanted more screen time of him with his helmet off. <laughs> oh, okay. I could well, be wrong, though. I mean, I don't, I don't really remember where I got that information, but I thought that was a thing, but I, I don't know. Pedro... Okay, no. We'll it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. What I will say, though, is as much as I didn't like him with his helmet off, I love love the scene where they're all sitting down with the imperial officer who by the way the imperial officer who they're talking to bill bear is talking to is who is his old officer he had an american accent and i loved that because the imperial officers are almost always british oh yeah yeah, yeah. as as like an imposing british force this guy had like a texas accent and i thought that was really smart because it was Mm -hmm. another imposing person with a totally different style of talking which made me think about all the different ranks and like squadrons and all that kind of stuff within the imperial forces and uh I just, I loved his stories. I loved how Bill Burr was getting slowly more and more agitated. And you can just see it. Like, his acting was really, really good. So, yeah. I liked that whole scene. I thought it was great. It ran up into the whole shootout and all that. It was it was really fun. So, mm-hmm. I think also, um, it kind of reminds me, like, it, it, yeah, about his voice being different. But I feel like I got some notion from a lot of the other stormtroopers and maybe some of the other, um, like, different ranks of the Empire. But... I feel like they're they're giving that to kind of show a little bit more of the expansion right. of like just how far the empire reaches because there's a that there's a lot of people who really believe in what the empire stands for and I think they're showing that a little bit more in this more so than what we see in in the movies because we'll see we'll only see like a few characters that like have lines like Tarkin for example otherwise we we get like this just stormtroopers who really don't mean much they're just everybody's just like a pawn Right? right they're they're all just like replaceable whatever um but when we get some people with actual lines it kind of i think it brings a little bit more attention to okay yeah don't forget there are actually people involved in the empire and the reason yes. why it is so big is because people believe in what the empire stands for exactly i feel like i'm getting that much more from this series from mandalorian than i'm getting from any of the, the movies major movies yeah exactly and like yeah. how many times has that been a thing where the major movies are trying to throw more empathy into the uh, into the the dark side, really, into the Imperial enemy. Like, that's mm-hmm. happened many, many, many times where we're seeing the side of the bad guys because many, many, many times the good guys are, are masquerading as the bad guys. Um, we even <laughs> see Darth Vader in the original trilogy being one person from the bad side trying to look at the good side, right? Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's a tale as old as time, really. But um, here, we see it done really, really, really well where we're, we're humanizing them so much more within this show. So it's very smart. Um, I think also Bill Burr has a really intense Boston accent, and he always will. And <laughs> I don't think yeah. he can ever act his way out of that one. But 
that might have been why they made his imperial officer also have a very american texas sounding accent maybe to make it more like his squad was some kind of american squad that he was a part of so uh, i don't okay. know if that's why i have no idea but that would make a bit more sense to me instead of them being like let's get bill burr to lose his accent they're like well let's just add more american accents into the show let's make it thicker <laughs> yeah uh so that was a good episode overall i thought that was really nice Mm-hmm. and fun um a lot of risks were involved with it but it was good at the very end they let him go which i thought was interesting mm-hmm. um is this also this is the same episode where they had him um uh i think just was it just before or after that like they're in that tank or whatever yeah. and they're trying to yeah like um uh infiltrate and then there's these uh like these native creatures or native uh i don't know whatever like native race to that land and they're trying they're like pirates or poachers and they're trying to steal whatever is in... Oh, they're trying to destroy whatever, like, oh, those yeah. batteries that, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. that are in the trucks, right? Yeah. I, I, I was thinking back to that fight. Um, I think when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is this is kind of cool. Like, there's just some waves and waves of waves of um, uh, of those poachers that are trying to, try, trying to take that truck down. And here we have, um, like, this one lone stormtrooper, quote-unquote stormtrooper, who is doing all that he can to uh to fend them all off mm-hmm. just with whatever kind of like he doesn't really have a lot at his disposal right yeah. but he's he's a good fighter because he's the mandalorian and um i remember enjoying yeah this scene and in the end it almost seems like okay how the heck is he going to be able to like fend off all of them and then tie fighters come yeah and it's like it's like the one time that you could kind of feel relief for the fact that tie, tie fighters, fighters showed up yeah to to save who you were rooting for and that was a really good moment too because you're like oh yeah the tie fighters they'll be really good at this right it's like you're excited it's a good point yeah yeah Yeah. um so the very last episode here is uh probably the most important episode it's one everybody's talking about it's Mm -hmm. obviously season finale center of the whole show and uh it leads up to what we're going to be doing with star wars next yeah so season finale here we've got mando and his team uh which includes uh boba fett uh, what was Boba Fett's right hand chick called? Oh, Fennec Shand? Fennec. Okay. Uh, then there Fennec, was the other yeah. woman, can't remember her name. Carl Dune? Carl, like, Car- yep. Carol, 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 Carla? I don't Carl. know. Carl Dune? Car- yes. Yeah. She's good. I like her, by the way. She's, Cara she's Dune. very good. Never Cara Dune, yeah. She's really good yeah. in this. Uh, then we also have the other Mandalorians who have joined up. Um, yeah, we got Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan and, and then we have the girl who is from WWE. <laughs> yeah. God, what her name is. Whatever her name is, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They join up as well, so they create this kind of like little Rebel Alliance team they made, uh, mm-hmm. and they go into Moff Gideon's ship. Man, I'm forgetting everybody's name right now. Um, and, uh, <laughs> well, you got Moff Gideon. That's, I did, yeah, yeah but I one remember eight. when you corrected me earlier. Uh, they <laughs> infiltrate the ship, and we get this awesome, awesome scene of, well, a whole bunch of things. But There's, oh, there's, um, a, there's a lot yeah. that happens in this episode. Boba Fett does a really cool thing where he distracts uh, the Imperials, and he also... Um, leaves like he he heads off doing his own thing and he takes all the ships with him so that sends off a lot of the imperial fleet over to go yep. with boba fett uh mm-hmm. while that's happening um uh sorry uh, the, the main team they are infiltrating inside the, the ship they have to go and deactivate the dark troopers from unleashing yeah. um while that's happening you've got bo katan and the rest fighting in hallways shooting down stormtroopers trying to get down to the way of where i believe moff gideon would be held or maybe they're trying to get to the prison place actually they're, well they're trying to get to like the control center or something aren't they and then moff gideon i think he kind of suspects that they like what they would want to do and if they infiltrate why like why they would want to go to like yeah. wherever parts of the ship and so he ends up waiting with uh with grogu mm-hmm. um and uh yeah he's got the dark saber with him but in the meantime yeah he suspects that I think because he suspects that they would be there, that he planned to do some sort of like, to, 
jettison something or I feel like yeah. it was like a trap from his mind. I can't quite remember how he was it trying went. to create some kind of trap for sure. Also, in his yeah. mind, the dark troopers were probably going to release anyways. So yeah, right. Um, which is crazy. That scene with Mando is actually pretty and like interesting, where he gets there late to get mm-hmm. to the dark troopers, and by the time he gets there, he's trying to press the button to close the door, but they're already unleashed and they're trying yeah. to escape the room. And it's crazy how the door almost shuts, and then they start to grab it and pull it open again. That yeah. was really. I loved it. I thought it was cool. Um, yeah. What I was expecting though is he he clicks open the airlock and they all go at the airlock except for yeah. one, um, mm-hmm. and when they do, I was expecting them honestly to be able to fly because I was like, they don't need to breathe, and they can fly. So I felt like they were just gonna fly around the ship and then just come back into the ship again. So I was, uh, I was okay, expecting yeah. it to solve the problem temporarily, but they were gonna come yeah. back. But that didn't happen or did happen because they actually are back later on in the episode. Now that I think about it, yeah. Yeah, so they, they yeah, must yeah, have, so they are. must have done that. Okay, yeah, I so I'm a little bit hazy on the episode now that I think about it. Um, anyways, we have, <laughs> okay, we have a too. nice fight between Mando and one of these dark troopers. It shows the strength yeah. of the dark troopers, and they're really quite and it strong. shows the integrity of the Beskar armor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pretty intense. Um, I love this fight. I think it's really cool. Um, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's a, it's actually a really good fight. Like it's uh it's definitely a one sided fight. Like mm-hmm. you you can see just how much damage a dark trooper can do. And uh, how how helpless Mandalorian, you know, after getting this far, really how helpless he is, right? Um, yeah, you know you're not watching a Star Wars movie with a Jedi as your lead. You're watching a totally different kind of character as your lead. And what, a yeah. character that we've learned to love by this point, mm-hmm. but uh, just not as powerful as a Jedi. So I love that. I think mm-hmm. it's really fun because if you're watching Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn, they would have just sliced through this thing with their lightsaber in two <laughs> seconds. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. For, for them, like you need to have other Jedi. Exactly. Right? In order to, yeah. Exactly. Um, but for, for this one, we it's nice that we have, like there's so much more variety in terms of what threats can pose or can, can oppose uh, the Mandalorian and like the rest of the crew. Because yeah, when it comes down to it, they're pretty much all just human or cyborgs to an extent right so yeah uh we get moff i believe this is where moff gideon then decides to fight mando yeah how did he uh, intercepts him in the hallway how does mandalorian finish off the um uh the dark trooper he he's he's a little bit on his weakness i think yeah i think he tries to set a little bit of it on fire but it doesn't work right and then so now that we've got this like fiery fiery dark trooper that's kind of just like trying to fight him a little bit yeah something like and then that, and then i think yeah he then he gets a spear out and he stabs it like just under the like through the neck yeah the yeah, yeah through the neck part of it yeah yeah um and then after the fight of that yeah moff gideon decides to go off and leave grogu behind and go and find mando to fight him i'm sorry no it's actually kind of reverse no no, no mando goes to find grogu and when he finds grogu moff gideon is waiting there for him and he's yeah, got the dark, got the dark saber yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then we get the fight of the dark saber versus the beskar steel which is pretty interesting mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it kind of becomes like a Jedi fight, which is kind of sweet. Like, in, yeah, a, in a way that I yeah. would have wanted to watch this. This is actually really well done. I, I yeah. feel like I spend a lot of time complaining about movies and things because they don't surprise me or because they're too, I don't know, the cheesy or over the top or something. But, like, this is really quality television right here where, like, something's happening that's actually subjecting your expectations in a good way. And, like, here we are now with watching pretty much the same thing we would have been watching in a regular Star Wars movie. But mm-hmm. we got to this point because of a whole bunch of other events that were just well mm-hmm. thought out. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of good... Um... Uh, what's it's just like climbing to that point. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember if we talked about it, but it's well earned. Um, but the the like the way that this series has been for me, it's like a video game where it feels like 
he's got a mission. He goes to the mission, and then he gets a reward out of it. He yeah, gets like, a new gun. He's got a new armor. Yeah. Yeah. My joke gets, is this movie is, or this whole show is a side quest show. <laughs> I guess anyway, but like I'm I'm having fun watching that yeah. because the, there are a lot of rewards along the way. It's so also it, rounding every, out the universe of Star Wars really really well. I'm finally yeah, starting to understand exactly. where things might be in this universe, and I don't think I ever had that before. So, right, yeah. Um, Other than Clone Wars, yeah. was actually pretty good at it too. But hey, mm-hmm. fancy that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so then they end up fighting. Um, they fight, and uh, <laughs> yes, they fight. Uh, pretty decent fight, and um, I think there was a little bit of foreshadowing earlier that because Bo-Katan said she wanted yes. to fight um, Moff Gideon. Yeah, right. She said, "Leave to me." Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, and so... Um, now, to any, like, yeah, so, long-time viewers of Clone Wars and all that, they know that whoever holds the Darksaber uh, is the ruler of Mandalore. Yeah. And so they already know this myth, but it's not well-known to Mando at the time. He returns with Moff Gideon back to the main command central station where they've got Bo-Katan and the others. At this moment, Bo-Katan immediately notices that Mando's carrying the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a big issue because blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, you know, as we just talked about the whole ruler thing. And now we start to realize that Bo-Katan had ulterior motives to this whole infiltration. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's something that she's always wanted. I think she did mention the Darksaber before. She knew that Moff Gideon had it and she wanted it mm-hmm. because it rightfully belonged to her as a, as a Mandalorian and as the heir to, was it, I think her mother was the previous ruler of Mandalore yeah. at some point. So I, I think that was an evident thing that she... Um, that that was she she was helping for the sake of her being able to get that um, for herself, and uh, but then she did know that you know based on her rules that um, that wasn't going to happen if like the Mandalorian if the Mandalorian fought Moff Gideon. So yeah, in the end, I can't remember what the resolve was that they they couldn't figure out like Mandalorian. He's just stuck with the dark saber for now because or they have to figure out later on like oh we'll fight. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. I don't really know how you resolve that one. Arm wrestle. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. I don't really understand what's happening here. They've got a moment now where um, they're all talking about this, trying to figure out what they're going to do, and then the dark troopers return, and they start trying to break down the door. Now, mm-hmm. yes, it's threatening. Yes, you feel the threat. I actually kind of like it because it reminds me of the Mines of Moria and Lord of the Rings. Everybody's kind of preparing, getting ready for like, the door to break down, then they're going to start shooting all the orcs when they come flying in. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, he's got the Darksaber. It can cut through anything. I feel like Mando's really well... He's uh, capable of fighting, so... He shouldn't be that scared, right? He should be able to just, as soon as they break down the door, just slice them all to pieces. I assume. I guess knowing what he went through with the first one, like, I I would sense that he would feel some sort of uh, reservations about even going up against them, even knowing that he has the dark saber. I mean, like... I guess so. he doesn't have the, dark, the force. He can't, like, spider sense his way out of the, all their bullets, I guess, you know? Yeah, exactly. He's not, he has, he's not in tune with being able to, to get through... Like to face down an army, True. like because the I think they have guns and or um, blasters and stuff at their disposal too, don't they? Yeah, they do. Like the, yeah. the dark troopers. So yeah, I mean, for like he, there's no way he would be able to, to deflect them all. Um, he wouldn't be quick enough to really get through all of them. Yeah, uh, and and I think there's too much at stake just in that room because like Grogu's there, um, and if you've got the other people there to, uh, like, sure they can all back each other up, but it's it's a lot. It's definitely a lot, like way too much for them to take on. Um, yeah, well, my, I, I like that's the way that I see it anyway. My big prediction, as soon as uh, Boba Fett left, was that there's going to be some major struggle. Everything's going to seem like it's about to fail, and then Boba Fett will return and blast everybody out of the out of the area. 
So uh, okay. I definitely thought that's where this was, this was going. And it's really yeah. interesting because, again, subverted my expectations. That's not at all what yeah. happened. Because yeah. in my mind, there was absolutely no way they were going to pay more fan service to the audience uh, in a good way um, <laughs> for uh, and to give us more Jedis. I was... I, my fiance and I were like getting a meal ready to watch this finale and I was like there's no way they're going to do it they're not going to just randomly throw a Jedi in the last episode I was like mm. they're not going to and I was like and I would be worried if they did because I felt like they might ruin something or screw something up I was yeah. like and there's just no way you know and then here it is they just cut to a scene randomly of um, an X-Wing coming out through like the main command central they can see an X-Wing that's docking into the ship and like mm. my mind's like my mind's blown already I'm already like no no way yeah. like there's no way <laughs> like i'm continually saying it even out loud at that time i was just like there's no way <laughs> yeah and uh yeah then they just keep showing it's so smartly done they show you little screens they show the tie fighter coming in it's like docking and everything you're wondering okay who is this um slow build up yeah, yeah. And, your, and your mind's like I, I understand that it should be luke skywalker but it's not mm-hmm. gonna be luke skywalker who's it gonna be and then you yeah. see the cloak and you're like, yeah. you're like, okay, it's Ahsoka pretending to be Luke, but why is it Ahsoka pretending to be Luke? You know, and you're kind of yeah. wondering. Then you start to see him battling droids and stuff. Yeah. And well, boom, you see the lightsaber. You see the, the green green lightsaber. Green yeah. lightsaber. And yeah. you're like, yeah. holy Jesus. It's happening. I know. And at that moment, I <laughs> yeah. was like, we're never going to see his face. He's going to leave. He's not going to talk, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But he will cause all this. And somebody's going to be like, was that Luke yeah. Skywalker? You know? Um, mm-hmm. That's all and I then uh, there's like there's another like uh, kind of reveal where he reveals his his uh, his ro- robot hand. Oh yeah, I know. And you see the black hand. I was like, it is Luke. Like I was freaking yeah. out. Like <laughs> yeah. And then we get oh, the man. reverse to uh, Rogue One. We get the exact alternate shot yeah. of yes. Luke now he going gets to his the own hole, version, destroying. Oh my god! Like they knew exactly what they were doing when making this. Yes. Oh, oh so well sure. done. And he's just ripping them all really to pieces. Well it's just so cool. He even uses the Force on one, just crushes it with the Force. Like oh, it's so satisfying. Oh. Like when do we get to see luke in this kind of image right yeah in, in this kind of set because up until now you know in the um in the sequel movies like he's a mu- he's much older and he's kind of more just like um uh the one who's training right and he's he's the yoda yeah um and then in the in the original movies he's um like his skill back then and also because of like cinematography and training and, and whatever's available at resources at the time um, you know, Jedi's aren't as, uh, they're not shown to be as, like, agile or, um, uh, I mean, they're athletic to an extent, but not not to the extent that they are now. And so being able to see, like, the kind of choreography we get out of him and the, plus the power from him being able to, like, after how far he's gone yeah. up until this point, it's so cool to see, even for just that one moment. And yeah, exactly how you're saying, like, he gets his own version of what Darth Vader had in, in um in rogue one yeah and it's just so cool just to see like yeah it's so it's he's so swift yeah um that's so satisfying <laughs> to have him that's all walk I, say. In, it's I know so it is it's so satisfying but to have him just straight up walk in with the cloak put his lightsaber away draw back the hood and just stare at you and do that even that hand posture thing that luke did in return of the jedi all the time just yeah. to stand there and you're just like it's luke skywalker you're like how the hell you know and <laughs> yeah. like I could say a billion things about how I don't like deep fake technology and how like he could look off in the uncanny valley and all that crap, but the, here's the thing. If a story can convince me that I want to see more of the story, then I will put that aside and I don't care anymore, right? If I don't think <laughs> yeah. he looks that great, it doesn't matter because I'm just mm-hmm. so happy to be watching this right now because it <laughs> yeah, leads exactly. to the story. Otherwise, watching bad CGI in older movies like Lord of the Rings or something would be impossible, mm-hmm. but I still yeah. watch him today because I love the story. 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, here it is. I'm seeing Luke Skywalker, and I'm just so happy. Yeah, and even right. him talking. And I heard <laughs> I heard that Mark Hamill actually did record these lines. So he came mm-hmm. in and, yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah, and, you know, did the, those lines himself. So, like, bravo to them to be able to just have this happen. I'm just so excited. I'm so happy about it. It's great. Yeah. I, I so, um, that... I think earlier that day, the release day, so it came out on a Friday, so sometime Friday morning, um, I didn't realize, but on my Instagram feed, Mark Hamill tweeted, it's just a picture of his face, and he's got his finger up to his mouth, uh, up to his oh, lips, yeah. like, miming the whole, like, shh, like, don't tell anybody. And yeah. I didn't think of it. I just, I just thought, like, oh, Mark Hamill just posts, like, random stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, cool, that's nice. Um, and then later on, the episode comes up, and I was like, oh, I get that's it. That's why, yeah. Like, because people saw, don't spoil it for others, yeah. so... I'd like yeah. to make a side note that this is the first day in all of 2021 that I'm going to stay up later than 1030. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, right. But, sorry. But no, 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 don't apologize. <laughs> I'm doing it intentionally for this podcast. So just know, listeners, that you helped me break my New Year's resolution. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot. Made it to January 12th. No, uh, I, no I, I was this, aware of This it episode's worth it, though. We get this to talk is, about This is the one that is worth it. Mandalorian has been... It's definitely been one of my favorite things to watch for 2020. Me too um it was great and uh and yeah like even for the fact that we have to wait a week to watch each episode like every everything has like the worth of it the the wait has been worth it like yes. every every single episode for me well Man- I, it's uh, been a while since my fiance and i have had a tv show where we're like hey is there any more of those whatever episodes left you know and like here oh, we yeah. are now just being like hey is mandalorian oh it's friday yep we're watching mandalorian tonight like getting yeah. already you know and it's i was excited to have that again it's been so long and here we are finally with a good show again so mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, and we and also R two D two showed up in the scene too. I forgot all about that. And we get nice R two D two reveal as well. Had a little moment with the Grogu. Yeah, and not to mention the fact that while Luke shows up, it's actually also an emotional moment for the whole show because this is Grogu and Mando uh, departing together, and yeah. we only know them ever being together. So this is so interesting because it's something you want so much, and also something you don't want at the same time is that Grogu is leaving Mando. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of leaves the question like, well, what is going to happen with the next season? Um, like with Grogu, with Mandalorian, like the fact that they're separate, are they going to come back together again? Yeah. Um, yeah, what could that mean? Are we eventually going to see Grogu as like a better trained Jedi? Yeah. Like there's so many things that, um, you know, we could be looking forward to. So, ah, oh, yeah. And Luke says, may the force be with you. Like it's, it's so good, man. Yeah. It's just... Is that the first time we've heard it in this series? I think it, can't I think it actually is the first time in this whole series. Yeah. I feel, wait, because uh, Dave Filoni was in the episode with um, uh, with somebody else. It was the two the two X wing pilots. Oh yeah, and I, they they said something, but I don't think it was "May the Force be with you." Okay, actually, you know "Rebellion be with you." They might have said it. <laughs> um, I will say this now. Um, yes, uncharted <clears throat> territory. We don't know where the show is going. I have some ideas. I feel like there's going to be some interesting stuff with Grogu and Luke. But have you heard about the recent stuff in this whole Star Wars like Civil War thing going on? where no. the creators behind Star Wars are kind of at odds with each other right now. No. Oh, why? Dude, it is crazy. Now I'm going to not I'm going to totally just butcher this story, but there <laughs> is um the main creators behind the Star Wars movies and uh some of the other like uh extended works like the comics that are out right now, they yeah. call themselves like the high I, I, I'm gonna get this wrong, but they call themselves like the High Council or something stupid. It's like the Star Wars okay. High Council. This, yeah. And these, these are the the um, Jedi High Council. What, I'm blanking on her name. The chick that was behind all the Star Wars trilogy sequel trilogy. Uh, Do you remember? It's like Amanda something. Oh, woman. Uh, What's her name? Oh, I gotta say her name at least. I gotta at least get that. Like she was the director. 
No, no I mean, she's um, like the she's like the Kevin Feige of all the Star Wars stuff. Uh... Woman behind the Star Wars sequel <laughs> trilogy. This is so bad. I'm sorry. I just I gotta get this out of here. What is her name? Oh my God! Somebody tell me her name. Oh uh, no! Tell me her name. Tell me her name. Just just ask Google to tell. Kathleen Kennedy. Thank you. That is the one. It's Kathleen Kennedy. Holy smokes! Okay. I just got to it as well on Wikipedia. Man, that okay. took me forever to search that. Anyways, Kathleen Kennedy is kind of the the head of this whole Star Wars High Council. I'll call it because I don't remember what they call themselves. But okay. um, they are the people that do all the writing and stuff, and they try to shape where Star Wars is going to go. And mm-hmm. they've talked about the whole new Lucasfilm uh, incorporation stuff that they've been going through. Uh, and try to kind of keep everything together and what, what they're going to do with Star Wars. Now, they're trying to make Star Wars go a certain way. But as you probably know, Star Wars has not been doing very well with this last couple of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like that path they're choosing has not been working out. Now, with Mandalorian, they Kathleen Kennedy herself was the one who decided Dave Filoni and John Favreau should be working on Mandalorian and doing this TV show. So okay. they started Mandalorian season one. Good decision. Yeah, it was a great decision. But I think what she didn't realize is she was actually hiring her replacement. I think she's starting to realize that now. Oh, so geez. Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau did really well with the first season of Mandalorian, and that's that's great, you know. But now with this one, apparently they didn't tell Kathleen Kennedy that they were putting Luke back into the show. They hid that oh. from everyone. So John Favreau was saying that like not many people at all knew, and he was worried that it was going to get leaked because Ahsoka got leaked. But like yeah. no one knew, and like when they filmed it, they even had like minimal crew on set. They had it all enclosed. Like there was not many people that knew about this whole Luke Skywalker thing. Wow. So when it released, people like Kathleen Kennedy and part of this, I'll call them the High Council, uh, they <laughs> saw this for the first time ever and had no idea Luke was coming back. And sure. the way they took it was a slap in the face. They hated it because, or at least this is this is conjecture, of course, but um, they hated yeah. it because it seemed to disregard what they did with luke in their sequel trilogy now there is another guy francisco or something francesco i don't remember his name but he's one of these people on the high council he made a tweet that was making fun of youtubers that were crying that luke skywalker came back and he tweeted Uh out making fun of these youtubers and it just bombed like crazy everybody like backlash to him because they're like how dare you like make fun of your own fan base you know but yeah. in his mind, it's not his fan base. In his mind, the Star Wars uh, fans are now split between Dave Filoni and John Favreau and this Kathleen Kennedy Star Wars universe. Oh, so what's crazy is they're they're at odds with each other now. And then Bob Iger, one of the main guys behind Disney, came yeah. out recently and said Star Wars is in the hands of John Favreau and Dave Filoni, and where they're taking it is where it's going. So, but is he saying that in in terms of like not that they have a position, but just that they have a good vision? That's you know what exactly I mean? what he means. They have a good vision, but it's okay. from him himself, the money maker himself, the guy who decides where the money is going, has now said the vision is in the hands of Dave Filoni and uh, whatever John Favreau. So, wait, wait, is he still a part of? Does he's, he still? He's actually not. I don't think. Or he's he's. I, think, I thought I he think, stepped down. I already. think he's transitioning out at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder because that's what I'm wondering. He might be burning his saying. last bridges as he leaves. Who knows? <laughs> he um, could be because he could be saying that n- not as like uh, he's saying, like knowing that he's leaving, he's not necessarily saying it as. By the way, this is actually what's going to happen with the hierarchy of, right. um, of Star Wars. But he's yeah. just saying like I, I think that if they if they were to keep having a hand in it, then they would be able to take Star Wars in a good direction. Yeah. But, uh, so Jeez. it's it's gotten kind of crazy, and now what's happening is there's a lot of rumors going around 
that uh, the new Ahsoka show is working its way to create Dave Filoni's new vision, which is apparently supposed to rewrite the sequel trilogy out of existence. Now, I don't, I don't know if this is actually going to happen, but there's talk about, and I don't know much about this, but you know in Rebels, there is this, like, uh, I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a part of the Force where it's, like, a, a time-traveling part of the Force where they can, like, see different instances and different time zones and things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. It's, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's, like, called. the Fae or something, or, like, the the phase or so, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Anyways, there's talk that he's writing it into the Ahsoka show, and Anakin Skywalker will be helping Ahsoka to... Uh, rewrite the course of the future by destroying Palpatine before the events of the sequel trilogy. So therefore, oh we're, we're then going to move forward with Luke Skywalker's own TV show where he's going to have his Jedi Academy and he's going to train up Kylo Ren, or sorry, uh, Ben Solo, I guess, mm-hmm. who will never become Kylo Ren. So we'll have an alternate timeline Whoa. that comes out of the TV shows. And isn't that crazy? Because I swear, on our Star Wars episode we had last time, I talked about how the shows will eventually outlive the movies. And I think that's <laughs> what Dave Filoni and John Favreau are going to start doing. Now, this is again because all they rumor. listen to our podcast. I know, but this is all subjective. This is all rumor. None of this is confirmed at all. But it excites the heck out of me because it's like I didn't necessarily like the sequel trilogies all that much. I don't think they have to be thrown away. But if there is a way to be able to see a different version of Luke, Han, and Leia as they go through their lives, please let me see that because I want to. <laughs> Holy! Well, there's going to be a lot of uh, deagifying happening. Yeah, it's, I mean, or, or recasting, and that's the other thing too. So, if Luke is going to continue in these shows, are they going to keep deagifying him with a deep fake, or are they going to recast him? I know that's going to be very controversial to people, and I might yeah. regret this in the future. But I personally think I'd rather him recasted. Um, I think somebody who Mark Hamill can work with and be on set, and maybe even have mm-hmm. Mark Hamill do the voice or something. I don't really know. But recast him as a physical actor, I'm fine with it. Because honestly, I somehow didn't mind the Han Solo recast in the Solo movie. I don't know why, but it actually worked for me, so. I think that, well, having a, having a de-agified Harrison Ford for the whole movie, I think, would be a bit much. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I can see a recast being possible. But, I mean, yeah, that that is a really, I feel like that could be a very touchy subject. I mean, I don't know how Mark Hamill would take it. I almost feel like he would, He I could see him agreeing with it because... The it recast? almost seems like he yeah I, I see him as somebody because he he's very um he's very respectful of the character luke skywalker yeah exactly he, he loves the character and they still respect very, it in mandalorian here like yeah all the time so and and he's very respectful of the star wars universe as a whole and i kind of feel like if if he was convinced that recasting was a better fit than him to be um de-ageified and to portray luke for the remainder of a series you know, I I can see him I can see him being somebody who would be on board with that. Yeah, and and it would be cool. Yeah, if he could be kind of alongside, uh, like on set saying like, well, this is how Luke would be like, you know, in, in this kind of situation, and um, you know, because at least at least that way he could still be a part um, of the whole thing, a part of it yeah. in in some form, right? The fans would be really happy with that too, knowing Mark Hamill was there on set guiding this person the whole time. They were fine with that. I, that, in, that would be a good buffer. They were yeah. fine with that in the Han Solo film when Harrison Ford was apparently on set helping him too. So. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I do think a recast is fine for Luke Skywalker at this moment. I might eat those words later. I have no idea. But at this moment, <laughs> I think it's fine. Uh, and I was just so happy to see him in Mandalorian. And I'm so excited to see what John Favreau and Dave Filoni do. Because if Star Wars oh is truly in the hands of those guys, please more, oh God, please more of what they have. <laughs> because I want to see it. 
Oh boy, I'm gonna have to look this up. Okay, so I, I really need, I'm gonna look there's into a, this a little bit more. There's a video I will send you. I uh, just watched it before we started this. It got me all pumped up. And it's this guy who makes, I, I can't even remember his name right now, but I'll find it. He makes weird videos where you don't even see his face and he's got a helmet on and he says he gets all this stuff from like some kind of source in Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll show you what I mean. And over it's, it's laughably like weird. Um, here, I'm, I got the video right here. I knew I'd find it. Kathleen Kennedy conflict. Yeah, there's another guy I, I watched that uh, has the con. He breaks down the conflict more, and I can send you that one too. Sure. Oh, I'm very interested. Yeah, it's crazy. And again, I don't know what's factual and what's not, but this is just uh, what I've seen on YouTube at least. So this is the guy talking about what's to go with racing the sequel trilogy, and I'll send you this other guy here who was talking about the Kathleen Kennedy incident where she was getting mad about what they're doing. Oh, I finally found the, uh, like, one article that says, uh, A Civil War is reportedly brewing yeah. in this film. Yeah. Yeah, the, and it's, yeah, some some things I've said are actual fact. Some things are factually true that I've, I've said today. And other mm -hmm. things are rumor. So uh, the one about the Francisco guy or whatever tweeting out, um, making fun of the people crying on YouTube, that was actually a big story that really backlashed. So that sucked for that guy. Anyways, this this Star Wars guy making fun of fans crying. Yeah, Luke it's, Skywalker. It's broken this down in this video Google. by the quartering. The quartering is where I get some of this news sometimes. Um, this guy on YouTube, I sent him. It's the second video I sent you. But the quartering guy breaks down the Kathleen Kennedy one, and the other guy I watched for anybody at home who's curious uh, is Overlord DVD. But he's kind of the more funny, weird one that I watched. That I was like, what is this guy? So take that one with a grain of salt for sure. But the um, uh, Pablo Hidalgo is that the guy? That could yeah, that could definitely yeah. Hidalgo yeah. sounds familiar because that was such a weird okay. name. All right. Yeah. I don't know the tweet that he made, but he was making fun of the people that were crying over Luke Skywalker's reveal, which is wait, where are you? Where are you sending me these things? I don't see any messages. Oh, I sent them to the wrong the person. That's why. Oh, that's <laughs> just explain to them like oh, listen to the podcast and then watch these My links bad. or go to these links. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that is so funny. Oh. I just sent. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh and i can't even copy the link oh this is not even worth it for the podcast okay i will send these right after this totally worth it yeah i will totally send these after the podcast is done um okay. all right anyways that's everything i got to say about the mandalorian i loved it i want to see more Ooh, do you have anything else you want to say um i'm just i'm just so happy yeah, <laughs> that's really all i have to say about it. I'm, I'm just so happy here i am now listening to star wars music again and like uh, thinking about the characters in Star Wars again and wondering what's going to happen kind of thing. So that, that's something mm -hmm. that I haven't done in a long time and I'm just really excited. So, Isn't it nice to have something to like really look forward to? Oh yeah, totally. It's yeah. just, it's fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited is, about the universe fun. again and I haven't been this excited about Star Wars since uh, when Phantom Menace came out. I was really excited for Phantom Menace. wasn't excited for Attack of the Clones. I'm sort of excited for Revenge of the Sith. But Phantom Menace, I was really excited about. So I'm, I'm glad to be back there. <laughs> it all went downhill from there. It went downhill in Attack of the Clones. From I was one of those kids that loved Phantom Menace, but I did not like Attack of the Clones. I, I did. Well, I think we talked about this. I really like Phantom Menace, yeah. and then I grew to hate it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way now. Which is, it, I'm kind of bouncing back a little bit, though. I think we talked about this, but uh, my fiance and I watched Phantom Menace, and I kind of liked it again. It was weird. Yeah, you did mention yeah. it. Yeah, I remember. Kind of mm -hmm. weird. Anyways. Yeah. Um... Well, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, on that <laughs> note, thank you so much for listening to the Scumbar Podcast. I hope you enjoyed us talking about Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. Sometimes, we'll, like someday, we're going to finally have a podcast again where we don't talk about Star Wars, Disney, or Marvel in any way, shape, or form. 
Um, but probably, but unfortunately, that's gonna be that like day is probably 2022. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that day will be 2022. The day of 2022. 2022. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyways, uh, all right. Well, everybody, have a good one. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Anthos, where can the yeah. audience find you? Well, if you want to find me, wow, I feel like I haven't said this in years. I know, I forgot to say it. What? <laughs> just at the end there. Well, good, good, good job. You remembered yeah. it. Um, yeah. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at anthos one. That's at a n t h zero z one. And if you want to find me, you can find me at Matt Gaming on Twitter. You can also find us at the Scumbar Podcast on Parlor. I keep forgetting to mention that one. Um, uh, for now. For now, yeah. I guess if you can make your way into Parlor, try it. Um, if you'd like to watch this podcast in video format, go on to YouTube under Matt Gaming. I've got it there. Or you can just type in Scumbar Podcast and you'll find it there too. Uh, we're also on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you want to listen to us as a regular podcast, we should be available at the Scumbar Podcast. Find us on Spotify, mm-hmm. Podbean itunes google podcasts uh yep. stitcher that is one, one. uh yep. there's a whole bunch there's lots yeah just that one just search up the scumbar podcast on any of your favorite search engines and one. they'll take you to our thing our podcast. all of them all of them are there. Yep. oh anchor is there who hosts us and i never talk about anchor but we're on anchor as well so if you oh, yeah. use them right. then you go to anchor and then that doesn't that lists like hold the podcast exactly. or the like the platform anchor is where i actually so. upload them too so you could use that yeah. one that's so a good there one. you go yeah. easier yeah. Um, anyways, if you have anything you want to talk about in terms of like Star Wars or what we talked about here today, please leave us a comment on the video or on the podcast platform of your choice. If you want to write us anything you want to talk about, you can go to thisgumbarpodcast at gmail.com, write us an email there, and we might bring it up on the show at some point, we might talk about it. So if that's something that interests you, then let us know. Yeah, let us know. And may the force be I'll with be you. It. Yes, da, finally. Da, 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 <laughs> nice yes twin sons okay um goodbye everyone yep all right oh anthos anthos do you want to say something oh Oh. (laughs) i'm just so happy (laughs) and with that goodbye bye bye